Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk, but in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been, yeah. It's the Black Country Blokes tuning the fat with me, Kev Dillon, Aaron Jew, Lee Cadman, and Tom Gareth. Happy New Year from us all. I hope everybody, it's been a very different Christmas and New Year, but hopefully different doesn't mean bad. We've all, even though we haven't been together as such, you know, we're, hopefully we're all still here. And then what we're going to be talking about today is experiences through Christmas and, of course, the new lockdown. And I think it's going to affect so many of us in so many different ways. We were just saying off camera then, like today, I've got nothing to be anxious about. I've got my daughter here, who's not at school, she's with, with daddy, I've got my wife here. I've been having panic attacks throughout the day. And normally when I have a panic attack, you know, anyone who's ever had one, how horrible they are. But normally, okay, I sleep with a babe and I can go upstairs and cool myself down. But I think, I think what makes it worse is when you're trying not to, when you're trying to shield it from your, your kids. So you're having that, that is, that is all right. And you're pacing around and you're necking animal, uh, beta blocks to try and calm you down. And, and it, when you get into that state of panic, then it just escalates. And I want people to phone in or not phone in, bloody hell, write in and say, yeah, uh, I thought, I, was, I thought I was on free radio then. <laughs> Just sending in messages because we've got to be opening up, guys, you know, about these things because it's not weakness to have panic attacks or to have a wobble. And I've, I reckon this, this, I mean, we were saying these months, the January, February's when we're broke, when we're fed up and normally we're packing the fags, we're packing the drink, we're going to the gym. And then it's no, it feels like no purpose to do it. I think we've just got to survive by any means necessary. So I want to sit there talking about stuff. And instead of making New Year's resolutions, let's just make every day. Let's try and make a reason to be happy in that day. What do you have to say, Aaron? No, absolutely. I, I agree. I think um, I think this lockdown slightly different, obviously, to yourself and Tom, as you were both saying just before we started this, that you it's, it's affected you almost instantly. Like it's, it's only we've only had the news about 24, 48 hours. I think it probably hasn't sunk into me again. It's kind of more of a here we go again scenario for myself. So what I literally did was what did I do in the first lockdown that kept me kept me going and persevering? And the, the key to that was literally music was one of them and exercise. So I hate running. Like it, it's, it's just something that I just hate doing. But what I did is from January the 1st, I literally just started running five miles a day. So that's it. Like today I did a five mile run as well. And there's something about that. One, it, it bloody hurts because I'm not naturally like a long distance runner. But there's something about that. It gives me the element of the gym. It gives me time to just think. It makes me creative. You get a sweat on. You're also trying to focus on your breathing so you can't worry about anything else. And then obviously I get to listen to music as well because at home I'm always working 24-7. You know, I'm rarely like doing anything on my phone. I'm just constantly working so I don't get that, that time. So I tried to quickly put myself back in that state that I knew was keeping me going. Um, it hasn't really sunk in too much. I I, would, I do little things, you know, we, we speak in WhatsApp and I, I have little things in my calendar, such as Man United playing, for example. And that's my little bit of excitement. That kind of just keeps me going. And I think, okay, if you get this exercise done and you get this, this piece of work done, then you can look forward to your downtime there. And I think that's kind of what we have to try and find, like you just touched on there, in the day-to-day, -day, which is tough. But we've all been through it before. 
and hopefully anyone watching this you know is in the same kind of situation that they know that you 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 you've done that for example a five mile run it sucks every time i do it but in the back of my mind i know i've done it before why can't i do it again so well on about your on about your runs aaron say yeah. how it makes you feel you waterboarded yourself the other day didn't you <laughs> i did yeah i did yeah so yeah that, that was just me being stupid but um <laughs> go on tell everyone so yeah I, so i was wearing a snood um kind of like a mat, uh, face cover cover not because i was trying to not to infect people or not to get infected it was just I, I struggle with coldness all the time i'm always wrapped up in stuff but after a bit it's hard enough breathing anyway I was like, I need to pull this down. And when I pulled it down, obviously it's all wet and my, my beard's all wet. And then that's it. <laughs> Literally the cold hit me. And then that's it. I'm ill for like three days. So I'm trying to be healthy on one end and I come back and I give myself an illness. So I was like, I was in bed like the whole day. But but yeah, it's, it, it really is about just trying to find little things that are consistent in your day, something to look forward to, something that even if you don't look forward to it, i.e. running, you know the benefits of it. You know, we, we talk about talking. Talking so, so important for all of us. We don't always do it. Sometimes we want to get those words out, but they don't come out. But we know when we do start speaking, i.e. on this podcast and when people write messages messages and stuff, we always feel a little bit better from it, if that makes sense. Well, I look forward to it. I was saying up there, I'm looking forward to it. It's every Tuesday and Thursday. So I know what bloody day it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the moment, I mean, like yesterday, it could have been Sunday. It could have been, you know, it's just days just when you're not at work. So I think what we need, you know, is structure. Whether it's just waking up, walking down the shops and buying a newspaper. We need that structure in our day. And I think when structure's been taken away, what's that old saying? The devil makes work of idle hands. When you've got nothing to do, you fill your time with necessarily bad stuff. Sitting down watching the same episodes of Scrubs that you've seen 400 times on Big Bang. And I think in the first lockdown, because it was a novelty, all right, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar or I'm going to start painting. And then you realise you don't actually enjoy doing that. <laughs> <At least laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> When the weather's vile, as it, I mean, today's been a nice sunny day, cold but vile. You're thinking, should I go for a run? Well, it looks like it's going to rain. There's a bit of ice on the ground. There's a bit, of, and it, it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. Like, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I did this morning, mate. Honestly, what you've just said then, because it was cold and dark outside. You know, I, I didn't didn't bother going, but as Aaron was just saying, straight away, I think I even uh, put something on Twitter about it. You know, you know straight away that. You're sitting around feeling anxious, feeling agitated. I can't get to sleep at night. And it's because, you don't, like you say, you're not at work. You're not burning that energy off. And, you know, like, there's no structure to your day. Like you say, you're just sort of pacing around the house. And uh, it's, it's no good for you, is it, really? But like Aaron said, I mean, if you can, I mean, the days when I do just force myself out of bed. And I don't go to the gym enough anyway, even before before lockdown. Um, but like you say, in the summer, it was uh, definitely easier with the weather being nice. But now it's just like you look outside, it's cold and dark. But... As you say, get out there and you do feel much better for it. Billy Conley once said, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're right there, Kev. <laughs> but it's weird because uh, I've spent, I think the last five years my daughter's prepared me for this because not having a routine, your routine, having a disabled child, your routine's out the window. Some days you don't know whether you're going to be home for for three weeks you know you might be in hospital the one day she might you know it's just crazy so i think it's prepared me for it and uh, i'm probably the only one actually i quite i enjoy it I, i've enjoyed spending time at home I, I, i'm going to enjoy the next few weeks at home with her again you know i'm pro probably the odd one out here 
No, but to be honest, uh, Lee, I, I mean, I, I was just going to say before in, in the first lockdown, you know, like you say, being at Novelty, I was the same. I weren't missing work at all for the first month or two. The weather was nice, you know, sitting in the garden, having a beer. And like, luckily, I've been furloughed, so still getting paid. But then this time, like you say, without, without the weather and everything else, it's just like, you know, no one, no, no one knows what to do, do they really? Um, in, so it's a bit more, bit more depressing now, isn't it, this time? Well, in 2019, we had Osmer who won the AVAs, we had um, Big Tom Jones who won the developments. So from like basically from January to December, I think they went to the Monkstown Cup throughout the season. I think for a whole 52 weeks, I probably had about three weekends off. And I'll keep saying, I'm doing too much at the gym. And at every boxing coach knows this is. And I bet there's a lot of people laughing about it. And you go, I need to have a step back. So in the first lockdown, I went, you know what? Daddy-daughter time. No TV, no tablets, no phone. And for the first two months, we played and we played. And by the end, 10 hours a day of playing, it breaks you down. It breaks you down. And, you know, be careful what you wish for. And then this time, like every time now, it's like when I think in the first one as well, we were supposed to shut down for I don't know three weeks and end up in three four months. And then like we come out and thought, yes, we will get used to this. The gym spread out, the barbers is set. You know, you go to a restaurant, they've got the plastic things there and everything. And then we had another shutdown. And then the barbers and the gyms, we just keep shutting down, don't we? And you're thinking, when are we ever gonna get back? To normal, but you that, that, like, like you just said, though, because I'm the same, I get about three or four weekends off every year. And how many times, you know, I've stood there on a Saturday thinking, Oh, I wish I was at home now watching the football or doing this. But then you sat there at home now on a Saturday, and I'm thinking, You know, I need to go to work, like I need something to do, really, because it's never as fun as what you think it's going to be, is it? No. Well, I love being idle, I love in the real world, you know, you're at the gym all the time and you're running off your feet. And- and them days when the bab's at school and miss at work and lying on the couch, you're going, oh, this is brilliant. But when you've had 10 months of it and you've potentially got another 10 months of it, you're thinking, bloody hell. And yeah. I am a social butterfly. I love people. I love rattling to everybody. And talking on the phone or doing this is great, but it ain't the same as chewing the fat in real life, is it? But this is where you've got to, you've got to think of the positive side, though, haven't you? Like, when is this going to happen again? Okay, yeah. this might go on for another year now. We don't actually know. You know, we can't. I don't think anyone's brave enough to put a time frame on it anymore. But I'd like to think this is probably once in a lifetime that you'll get this time. So just make the most of it. Mm. I, I, but it, as I say, like, I was talking to one of my good friends. I mean, because um, it's going for a very rough time at the moment. And I think, you know, when you're in a good place, you know all the positive sayings in the world, all the affirmations and Breathe to your diaphragm, take five deep breaths and think of something positive. But when you're in that funk, like, okay, if I go, you know all these, I'll go, okay. At these times, you're the world's biggest hypocrite. You know, because, yeah, the tough times don't matter, tough people do. And you know all these sayings, but when you're in that funk, oh, God, Jesus Christ himself could turn up. I know he's a million quid. And you go, oh, piss off, I'm depressed. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this today, weren't we, Aaron? Saying when you're yeah. in the funk, it, it, it's you know it's, it's so odd no absolutely i was just going to say um just a few things actually so i think what lee's saying is it's a good reframe it's a good perspective that we should try and have in terms of just try and see 
the thing is we've got to go through it anyway we can't change mm -hmm. it you know we can't put our hands yeah. up and say you know can i leave this lockdown for, for a moment sir so we're stuck in it so what can we try and take from it i think for myself i'd try and do that but the, the one thing that upsets me is when you're seeing which is why i don't watch the news people are dying and and yeah. it's, it's not just a number to me it's not just like a statistic it's like that's somebody's mom daughter so, so whatever and it and it reminds me of the, the people that i've lost in my life and instantly i don't like that kind of news so that's why uh, the whole moment as a sort of overarching thing is, is quite upsetting but i understand from lee's perspective is try and switch that but i think going back to what you guys were saying and this is what i've tried to do in this lockdown literally from the off i found its purpose is purpose as, as a thing is really really important so when you're at the abas sorry when you're at boxing you're working to get people to the abas you're providing for your family you're bringing something home for the missus for the little one and you feel like you've got a purpose in life i.e you know as a father a, 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 as a son or whatever it is or as a coach and i think when, when that's taken away from you yes the money comes in but you you, you feel like you don't warrant that but if you're on furlough some people yeah. aren't ever getting nothing and i think that's where you get a bit of a disconnect between like the happiness and the fulfillment side. And I think for myself, what I just try and do is then just keep myself busy and find almost like make up a new purpose. So for me now, I'm spending all my energy on creating content for YouTube, for example, because I know somewhere in the back end that can potentially help people. So it's given me like a new focus and a purpose, which, okay, it's not paying me now, but I know that if I can spend X amount of time on this a day, one, it keeps my brain from being idle and thinking about all the, all the bad stuff that's going on in the world keeps me busy it, keep, it keeps it sharp but then on the back end i know i can help somebody else out from it similar to like going to work and then providing for the family and stuff so i think that's where a lot of people are going to struggle because when you're just stuck at home there's only so much netflix you can watch i mean last last lockdown i loved it i i'm, I'm an introvert by nature i watched literally everything and me and the missus were loving it we were clocking shows like within a day just sitting there doing nothing and just eating and having fun now it's like you go on there it's like done it done it there's there's like nothing to watch so for me now initially i was like oh my god this is gonna be so shit like another lockdown because i can't watch telly and i'm like actually what are the, what's the one thing you love and for me it actually wasn't the guitar that i tried to do in the first lockdown it's youtube i've always loved being a youtube creator but obviously you've got bills to pay you can't you can't just sit at home making youtube videos whereas now i'm like well my project don't start till march i'm stuck indoors what can i do so now all i do is just focus on that and maybe if there's something that you know you want to do we, we spoke about this last year that you actually want to do not because you think it's cool or it's going to keep you busy like find some purpose in that and i think that might just help people just persevere it gets me excited to be honest to wake up so i am leaning more on the on the lee side now in terms of i'm taking that positive because when <coughs> else will i get three months just to make youtube videos and see if i can make a crack of it I probably this, won't, is your, you know, sorry, years old. this is where you've got to realize as well there there is people dying and them the, the statistics we're seeing now—it's—it's it's frightening, and you do—you do almost forget that those are people, but those people aren't, aren't going to have the opportunity that we we're having either to carry on life. You know, Absolutely. probably of everyone here as well, I have the the most to lose. If if any, if if my daughter was to get it, the the chances are it wouldn't be good. So again, you've got to think. You've got to think there is people who are in a, in a lot worse situations and i know this doesn't always make you feel better but there are there are people in a lot worse situations than what us four are in at the moment i'm just gonna say one thing um but if anyone doesn't believe in the um coronavirus which i know a lot of people don't they don't we interview someone who's on the front line dr singh who's in the rcu ward and it's honestly it, it you know it's in goosebumps there 
So please check it out. It's on our YouTube channel. And if you're on there, please subscribe. Sorry, Tom, carry on, mate. No, it's all right. I was just going to add to what Aaron was saying, you know, about trying to keep keep positive. Obviously, you know, like Lee said, the numbers are, are horrific. And I, I, I was only saying it to, to my other half the other day that, you know, we, we're now looking at numbers. I don't mean this in a horrible way at all, but we're now taking numbers as not actually people anymore. It's just like, and you hear it, don't you? You see it on, on Twitter, Instagram. Oh, it's only six hundred today. It's not only six hundred, though, is it? It's like it's, it's horrific. It's people's lives. Um, on the on the positive side of that, sorry. Um, I, I definitely since I've been helping you guys do this, you know, it, it gives you something to focus. Like Aaron said, it gives you something to focus on. Um, you know, just just something to do in the day. It makes the day go quicker. Keeps you busy. You know, you're helping other people as well. Um, and that's what uh, I just want to say to people, you know, if, just just reach out to someone because there will be someone there to talk to if you are having a tough time. And Do you mind if I jump in? So, sorry, Kev, we've got a comment with Scott um, from Sky Stewart. Um, and she really agrees with what we're saying. You have to turn a negative into a positive. Do things like read read books or take a course or, you know, keep your time busy. And we've also got to realise, I mean, us four here are blessed. But I always, I always think, you know, if it had been... 11 years ago, before I was with our Kate, living in a one-bedroom flat upstairs on my own, I'd gone do it, Ali. So I think, like, us four here, particularly Bless and Craig, we've got to realise there are some people out there who are either on their own completely or in horrible situations. You know what I mean? So reach out. Always reach out. And if anyone here is listening, please reach out to us. Send us a, a private message and we'll get back to you. One of us or all of us will. And if anyone would like to come on the show and tell us about your experience of lockdown, be it a positive one, saying, well, actually, I I don't know, like, uh, like um, um, Paul Boggy, he's used his time and, you know, he's doing so well with his book, um, Heroin to Hero. Oh, if you've had a real bad time, please come on, because we've all got stories to share. Uh, what did everyone, how did everyone find Christmas this year? Oh, yeah, my not my, my too bad, really. Um, you know, it was quite relatively small, just spent it with the Rafts family. Um, but, well, I say it was good. I was hugging the toilet on like Christmas, Christmas morning, so it weren't brilliant. But, um, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what Christmas, yeah, I was going to say, that's what it's all about, isn't it, really? So, yeah, no, it was all right. I didn't get to see my own stepmom and dad because I was isolating, so that was a bit bit crap. Um, my stepmom's been, she, she's from Liverpool, so she hasn't been able to see her family now for about, I think, about. Well, yeah, nearly a year. So it was a bit a bit sad to not be with her. Same with New Year as well. That was isolating. But as Lee just said, you know, there's people in a lot lot worse situations. Uh, on, on the whole, it was pretty good. Yeah, but you were in. Yeah, mine was good. I, I think I remember saying to you guys, I don't think I'll end up having a hangover. And um, I ended up getting one. So <laughs> I had a really good time. I went from like one beer to finishing a bottle of whiskey and waking up. Uh, I'd be in Lord House. <laughs> I think where the hell am I? So you're looking at the ceiling, you're like, I don't recognize this place. And then, then, then you get that feeling of, did I do something stupid? And, you know, <laughs> for the rest of the day. But I had a really good time. It was nice just to like see the family and stuff. And then about three days to recover. <laughs> and now we're in the new year. So it was good. And I bet you, Lee. Yeah, mine, mine wasn't that much different to, to usual, to be honest. Um, once I left the pub trade, I, I said I was never going to go anywhere for Christmas Day after working so many. So I, I'll stop home now when the, the kids open the presents and we have a nice a nice Christmas dinner. Um, but yeah, it was great. It didn't feel proper Christmas. I mean, I had a lovely time. Me and my girls, I've had dinner here and mum and dad and my mother-in-law at two different stages, popped down in the garden and 
they watch Jasmine under the uh, presents at the bottom of the garden. But my Christmas normally starts with I have the Christmas boxing show, then it's Kevmas, my birthday, then Eid State, I'm gradually seeing more and more and more and more people. This year, the only place I felt Christmassy was in my living room by the Christmas tree with the lights on. And it was a great time, but like I can't remember the last New Year's Eve, I went out. You know what I mean? But this year, I was thinking, bloody hell, I'd love to go out. I'd love my mum to have the baby and just go out, not even like to a pub, but have a bit of a house party with all the mates and just. I think what, what I've learned with this one is I'm so lucky. I love my wife more than anyone, you know what I mean? I love her with all my heart. But you start, <laughs> you start running out of things to talk about. <laughs> so, 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 so what have you been up to? I'll be sat next to you, you dickhead. <laughs> is that why you're phoning us 15 times a day? <laughs> yeah. oh, did you get that as well, Lee? You know, you ain't talk to you. It's when your time talking to us three. Oh, I'm, shouting, I'm shouting over the fence. I'm next door neighbor going, Brian, you can you play? <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep saying to mine, what do you think? Like Kev says to us in this, uh, I've, I've lost you already. <laughs> We do, I mean, and, and I think this is nationwide, like, because, like, when I phone you up, what have you been up to? Nothing. Oh, all right, then I phone Lee. What have you been up to? Um, well, I um, I walked down the garden. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, did you see anything? Sort of magpie. Oh, bloody hell, what did it look like? <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just weird, isn't it? Like, some of your, like, nearest and dearest friends, you know, some of them, you just fall straight back into talking. But some of them, you're thinking, well... What have we got to talk about? So what you recommended is not phoning friends anymore. After all that we've been talking about to contact people, and they're going, don't bother, them boring. If you do need someone who needs help, we'll reach out because we've got something to say. But do you agree, though? When you're with someone, it's not like normally you have two weeks off for Christmas. When you've had 10 months, but it's like, even them little things like, uh, like we, we've enjoyed going walking, like going over Kimber Edge or over the Common and just having little strolls about. We went to Saltwells the other week and it was lovely. You, you forget how beautiful some of these places are. But, you know, that kind of thing, like on the way back, we'll pop in for a meal or, you know, it's a nice day, we'll go to Dudley Zoo. Now it's, I'll book it for two weeks on Saturday. Can you get to that Saturday? It's tipping it then. You're thinking, oh, God, I've got to go now. Do you miss it? You know, the spontaneity of life, how it used to be. Yeah, of course. I think I think it's, the hardest thing is just choice, isn't it? It's like somebody mm-hmm. taking taking something away from you. It's almost like when you're younger and your parents tell you not to do something, it's in the back of your mind that I need to try that now, irrespective of what they said. You know, it, become, it becomes more more of a thing a bit like going to the pub for example i was sitting on the, the telly lee's gonna hate me for this so i was watching eastenders and um they were, they were having a drink over christmas and i was thinking that's never appealed to me on a christmas day to go to the pub and have, have a drink and stuff and i was saying to the missus i would actually love to do that now like you know just be around strangers everyone's happy smiling have a few drinks mellow, mellow out and i was like you can't do that and again that's not actually something that i'd do anyway if i, if I had the choice but now i haven't got the choice i kind of want to do it if, if if that makes any any sort of sense so it's strange and i think i think that's why we end up then going into this funk and it's really weird it's like our mind is like it can be our best friend or our worst enemy and it just switches stuff around and there's actually no logic i mean as i'm saying it to you now there's no logic behind what i'm saying because it's not actually something that i would have ever wanted to do it'd probably come like number 20 on my list but now all of a sudden i'm craving that and i'm hating my life and i'm feeling depressed about it and it's like 
this vicious circle. You have to snap out of that and think, well, actually, you wouldn't have done that anyway. What would you have liked to do, friends and family? Okay, we still can't do that, but you know, just try and make the best out of it. So that old saying, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. We can't change the lockdown, but we can change our perspective on it, which is easier said than done, let me tell you. But we can also change the things that we're doing, maybe our diet, how much booze we're drinking, how much exercise we're doing. These are the things we can change. You know, as Aaron says, picking a hobby. Even if you don't like the hobby, have another hobby, enjoy another hobby, and just try and get your farewell self through by knuckle by crook. And I think that's the, the, the truly difficult thing, is knowing the difference between what you can and you can't change. And I think once you nail that, you'll be a lot happier. Sorry, Tom. No, it's all right. I was just going to just add to Aaron just while I was thinking then. Um, uh, it was just like, you know, with the, with the first lockdown, as we were saying, you know, everyone was being positive and, you know, some was out kind of thing. And I think, you know, definitely something I noticed when I went back to work in, hang on, what I mean now, uh, July, sorry, yeah, after the first lockdown, you know, his people were really talking about mental health. And it was the same, actually, again, last night. I noticed, you know, just, just watching news, uh, stuff like reading, you know, Twitter, Everyone, everyone was talking about it. But the thing that you know I, I would love to not happen again is when when we do go back, like you say, whether that's three or four months, two months, we need to keep that up because it's all right doing it now. But you know, when you go back into the real world and then you get, you know, we have we get pressured into doing things. You know, you're out with your mates, that kind of thing. You know, you don't want to get back into that cycle. You need to figure out what's making you feel like that. You know, to change it. Otherwise, there's, there's just no point because you will just go back out there doing the same things again and we'll be back in this state again. And we need more more action, less talk with a lot of stuff because the amount of funding that's been dropped out of mental health and in these things is terrible. But I, I was going to go see a counsellor the other month and you can't go and see them. You can't go and sit in the office and thinking. So I can go to a jelly shop and pick up a pick a mix, but you can't go and see a counsellor. And I'm thinking, where's the logic? And then my friends who are in the mental health circuit, you know, in the, in the system, and they can't go to meetings and they can't go and see people. We're clapping for the NHS, but how come we can't go and see someone if we're mentally ill? And I think there's so much of it now. And I think once this bubble, this bubble does pop, this, we need to throw more money at it. We really do, not just respirators and uh, PPE. We need to be having more mental health nurses out there helping people because, you know, it's bonkers what's going on. And that's why when we do get into the real world, we're going to set up mental health first aid courses at the Lions Boxing Club, hopefully with mental health first CIC, Ian Hines and the gang at the club, and then Papyrus says they're going to help us do some courses. So I want us to have a better understanding of it. So in every gym, we have to be first aiders, but I want us to be mental health first aiders and have a greater knowledge so we know how to talk to people and how to listen to people. That's the one thing that I keep seeing on Twitter is, the. I mean, no disrespect to them, but the NHS keep posting, you know, mental health, mental health for doing this. But it's, as you just said, it's not as simple as that. You can't just click the link that they've got on Twitter and get an appointment, you know, in a, a four or five days' time. I've, I've done it myself previous, and I think to wait for counselling, I think you're probably looking about three or four months, and that's just like personal one-to-one. Um, I mean, you can, they do offer like talking therapies and stuff like that. But for me personally, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, as you say, with COVID at the minute, I don't think you'd be able to do face to face anyway. So 
like you say, some, something needs to be done. And, you know, the people who are working, swimmers, are caring people. You know, uh, we've had people on here from the organisation. We just need more money thrown into it. You know, and, uh, you know, considering the, um, I don't know, Boris Johnson must have found a leprechaun because he's pulling money from everywhere. But once again, it's not trickling to these kind of places. Too I much talk, none of action. I think we also need to look at ourselves and, and, and what we're doing. You know, there's... Uh, even at the height of it, with you know, with the NHS, keep plowing money into it. Is that going to be the solution? It doesn't tend to be the solution for problems, plowing money into it. So we need to look at ourselves and what we're doing and what we're saying and whether we can do more. Because I quite often think we do, we do this podcast and I really enjoy it and hopefully it's helping people out there. But do I do enough? Mm. And the and, um, and the answer is no. So if we if we if if, if every person decided to do that little bit more towards mental health, it'd have a lot bigger impact than Boris Johnson giving the NHS 200 million for mental health. Yeah. And I think it's just that caring community attitude. Yeah. Because uh, all of a sudden we're just putting everyone down. Well, well, he, he, he's got his nan around. Let's run the old bill. Or he, he's, he's gone out for two hours exercise instead of one hour. You know, you don't know what that person's going through. Maybe he does need his nan to come sit in the garden or maybe he does need to go out several times because he's living in a bad house or he's living on his own. As Aaron said, there's nothing worse than living in your own head. So instead of putting people down, we should be picking them up, mm. you know, saying, excuse me, are, are you okay? And wait for the answer. Because if they say, I'll tell you something, uh, Tom, no, I ain't. Why? Engage in the conversations, even if the answer of the conversation might be a scary one. And if they do give you a scary answer, then say, pass, uh, try and get them a helpline. And as always, we've got helplines and different organisations at the bottom of this page. So if you are struggling, click on one of the links and just reach out. Yeah. I just want to add to what Lee said, Kev, if I may. I just think that's, that's, that's such a brilliant point. It's something that I battle with as well on a daily basis that, you know, we do this and even, even the other podcasts, I'm always trying to help people learn from adversity, learn from hard times, learn about mental health, anxiety and all that sort of stuff. There's, two, there's two, two points I want to make. One, when I do it, I feel good and I think, okay, this is brilliant. This is what I need to be doing. But it's very, very consuming as well. I find that the more energy I put into mental health and in posts and educating and having conversations, I feel like I can see my battery draining. And then all of a sudden, I then need to disappear for a week or two. And it kind of has a negative effect. As much as I get that fulfillment of helping someone, I then struggle as well. But um, the, the, the second point was you, you have to kind of find that that – sweet spot of doing what lee's saying i are we doing enough let's try and do a little bit more because what will happen and i just thought of this as you were saying it is you will get people in your community or people who know you who will reach out to you because you'll almost be that person so how i'm the property guy for example i'm also now the anxious guy so a couple of my friends especially during lockdown had anxiety for the first time they didn't know what anxiety was so when i used to say i was anxious they never used to understand it now they were like i understand what you're going through now and they'd have a conversation with me. I've had quite a few conversations. I even had one this morning as well with a friend. You could just tell he just wanted a conversation. So we just had a conversation. And it was great because I, I became that person. Now, my, this is just me. This My issue is with myself is I'm not always in that frame of mind to want, want that conversation. You know this, Kev. Sometimes you'll ring me. I just probably don't want to answer it. Sometimes I'll have, I'll have a chat with you for two or three hours on the phone. And that's just me trying to find my, you know what's best for myself. But I think if every single person... How we always throw uh, Facebook statuses saying Merry Christmas to everyone or Happy New Year. Why don't we all throw it? 
if we genuinely mean it and we can put aside a couple of hours a week and say, if there's anyone that, that needs me, drop me a DM, here's my WhatsApp number or message me. And I think that, like, like um, Lee just said, would be brilliant because could you imagine if every yeah. single person is willing to listen to somebody else, even for five minutes, if everyone just puts aside five minutes to listen to someone, complete stranger, friend, family, I think that would be a massive, massive thing. So, yeah, great point, Lee. And it's, it's, like, you just said, sorry, it's like you just said, Aaron, um, you know, going back to, to that point again. Um, sorry, go on, Kev, sorry, it's just gone no, out of my head. Carry on, nah, on. Honestly, mate, it's gone out of my head. Go on, go on. Well, I was going to say, like, we, we've been having quite a lot of, of nice feedback. You've been reading it because you've taken over a lot of our social media. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is wonderful when you've got Joe Bloggs going, uh, I've suffered with um, Rhett Etter and just opening the heart to you. And I think it's great, you know, because it takes a lot of courage to um, reach out and say, you know what, I have panic attacks or I'm depressed or some days I don't bathe for hours at all, uh, days at a time. And, and I think more we can start talking about it the next generation and the generation after that, it'll become the norm to them. You know, when you can just say, uh, I've got problems. And uh, do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, they definitely will as well. I do think the younger generation now are a lot more alerted to it. Um, you know, mommy, she's been a school teacher. I hear a lot of different things, you know, about kids' mental health. And I think a lot more of them now are coming forward and saying, you know, I'm, especially we have to do a lot with exams and stuff like that. Um, but going back to the point, sorry, I just remembered what Aaron Aaron was saying. Is like, you know, I, I know exactly how you feel because some days when I'm at work, you know, I'm cutting air. Sometimes I go into work and I think, oh, you know, I really want to have a good conversation with this guy today. And then if I've had a crap day, I've woke up in a crap mood. I'm depressed. I'm going into work. I'm thinking, oh, I've got it. And and you know, it's, it, it you know, you don't want to be like that. But it's like Aaron said, it's hard to to give advice or you know, sort of tell anyone what to join, you know, what would be better for them when you're in that state of mind because you just you just don't feel like it, do you? I think sometimes yeah, I think... as well, Tom, you, you feel like you've got to give advice and, um, and and answer that back. But I think sometimes you can step away. I found that in the pub trade. Sometimes step away and just listen to them. In the pub, you get people sitting at the bar for hours on end, just what I consider moaning at the time. <laughs> but actually, all they were doing was was – releasing yourself yeah, you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't think you need the answer for those people you just need to be you just need to be listening yeah, yeah definitely lee you're on fire today mate i love that yeah, you like right? it mate if you think at, at the four of us here three of us a, a, a landlord of a pub then a boxing a, a gym instructor and a barber that's where a lot of blokes actually go and talk. You know what? You know, you're off cut and you're having a rattle. You're in the gym blowing out your arse. So you sat there feeling important. What's all makes you look handsome? And you do. You just rattle, even if it's where you're going on your holidays, Bert, or there's the wife. Or, that's where a lot of blokes talk. And when we've lost them places where we can just go and, oh, work shit. Oh, yeah. Once we ain't got that, we stop talking. We've had a we've had a comment in um, from Robert Horton. How are you doing, Robert? You comment quite a lot, Robert, and we we appreciate that. You know, we like we like the feedback and the banter. Um, I'll put it up on the screen actually. So Robert says the greatest gift you can give is time to the young, the elderly, disabled, people of all ages. We all do the things we do, not because we have to. We want to do it. I think you were brilliant. Listen to you all the time. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rob. 
And I think that's what Craig's always saying that uh, the greatest gift we can give is time. And as Craig always says, because I never, in 10 years' time, I won't recognize that 20 quid. You know what I mean? It's, you know, go, oh, bloody hell, I remember spending that 20 quid on bloody two boxes of fags. You know, but that time, that, that half an hour you spend with your kids, your family, your friends, your loved ones, you know, that that's precious. My mum always said, like, when she, when, hopefully it's a long way away, but when she's on the deathbed, she won't think about, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad Bob and we bought that sofa, or I'm glad we bought that TV. He'll be playing with me and Richard. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think what we've got to start doing, and I, I know it's easier said than done, and I don't want to seem like, you know, all this, but we have got to start thinking, we've got the choice. Life's full of, what's the same? Life's full of choose. Life's full of choices. So see, I, oh, I can't believe you're the same. Did you say life's full of shoes? <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, I heard that one. <laughs> life, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But I've got uh, lactose intolerance, so I know it's going to give me the shit. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> now, we've got choices. So let's choose to try and make our day, our days a bit better and our loved ones a little bit better. Has anyone, anyone got anything else to say? Uh, I'd just like to say, sorry, uh, well, we mentioned Tough Enough to Care earlier, and, and Tough Enough to Care are, are raising money um, for suicides. Uh, to, to hopefully help stop suicide, they're, they're raising money to get a, a van that goes round to people and, and um, talks talks to them and helps them. Um, I'll put the link in the bottom of here if anyone wants to do anything. That I know, I think it's Stuart. I'm trying to find it. I can't. Stuart Bratt. Stuart Bratt. I think it's Stuart who is doing it, and he's doing um, 84 exercises for 84 days. So that could be could be um, running or doing this or doing that. Or, so. Yeah, please, people, go and have a look and uh, hopefully you can raise a bit of money for them. Stuart Bratt, who started up enough for care, has been on the show in the first lockdown, and Dan Browning, who was a big part of it, he was one of our first guests when we were back at the gym. So once again, check them out. They're doing amazing work for men and women, ex-squaddies who have suffered so bad, you know what I mean? And they they get this organisation, talking therapies, and they do great work, so, you know, Massive respect to you all. Um, now, what we're going to start doing is on we're going to on most Tuesdays we're going to end up having we're going to have a guest, so many different people. And Thursdays we're going to go a bit light-hearted and have a bit of a laugh as we have been doing. But if anyone has got any topics that you want us to talk about, please write in and you know and always feel like you can comment because let's face facts, we ain't, we ain't experts on it, you know. But if you want to have an open conversation and see our perspective on something then please send in, either on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on all these things that are known. So, has anyone got any quotes? I just want to add one thing to that, Kev, oh, um, just, yeah. just, just quickly. Um, uh, going back to, obviously, asking people you know, to share the story, um, I just wanted to say there is the option as well to um, obviously pre-record it. I mean, the first time I did it, I was absolutely crapping myself and you know, I kept saying, oh, not tonight, not tomorrow. So we did like we do. You don't have to come on and, and you know share your story live. We can pre-record it if you feel more comfortable that way. And we have done that several times with people, haven't we, Lee? In that's fact, it. That's how we first that's started, it. wasn't it? That's right. And if you and and then what we do, if you we once it's pre-recorded, we send it to back to you first to listen to. If you're happy with it, then we'll release it. So there'll be nothing released if you're not happy. 
So the options are there, you know, lot of everything. There's ways around everything. So any quotes, anybody? Hmm? Okay. Got hashtagged. <laughs> <laughs> Life's full of choices. So make choices that you can count on. So until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. It's a wrap. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta bit. Listen, listen.